0: Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG, and I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialise in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affects your endometriosis, and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and make sure you download my free report, Five Things You Eat and Drink That Make Your Endometriosis Symptoms Worse. The link is in the show notes. Let's start this episode. Hey, welcome back. Um, In this episode of the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast, I'm going to talk to you about bacteria um, and i've been talking about them a little bit um, here and there and about the importance of having a balanced microbiome and the fact that women with endometriosis tend to have um, to put it very simply not enough of the good ones and too many of the bad ones but i thought today i go a little bit deeper into what these bacteria actually do in your gut so that you understand why it is so important that we get your microbiome right in your gut. And they do quite a few more things than we think of. Um, We know typically that they are involved with your immune system, but there's, from a nutritional point of view, some very key functions that those uh, bacteria uh, perform. Excuse me. Um, So first of all, that we've got bacteria all over us and in us. It is we are more bacteria than we are our own unique cells. In fact, there are between thirty and four hundred trillion microorganisms in and on us, Um, and there are uh, three to a thousand to a hundred times more bacteria in the gut than there are cells in your body. So. You're more bacteria than anything else, and uh, the they're very small, um, which means that it sort of in themselves, each individual bacterium doesn't really have an, a major impact on us at all. But when you look at large amounts, vast populations together, when they act together, they have um, um, can really affect your health quite dramatically. Um, so f- first of all, it's important to understand that it's not just are not just a few different types, um, and in fact, the difference is what's important about them. So they, to keep it really simple, there are five different large categories of bacteria, if you like, and then within these, each of these categories there are um, different types, uh, so that, like different varieties. Um, and then each variety can will be uh, will have different strains. Now, uh, one that is probably quite well known is as uh, le- Lactobacillus acidophilus. Um, that is not it. <laughs> that is just one of the variations of Lactobacillus. But Lactobacillus acidophilus will have every lacto- Lactobacillus. Um, variation will have a number of strains and each of these strains do slightly different things so this is why we want to create a microbiome that is really varied that we have lots of different bacteria lots of different strains um, in our gut because it's each does different things and they need to work together with other strains and other varieties to do um, what they need to do So we used to think that bacteria were all bad. Um, The the whole craze of of making everything bacteria-free has a lot to answer for uh, because it's made us really, really unhealthy. Um, Interestingly, if you think about, um, you know, we think about, oh, we need to, your kitchen, for example, we need to clear off, clean out and and remove all bacteria. Um, You can do so. Um, And then uh, if you could uh, look at it through a microscope, you'd see that within a few seconds, uh, bacteria will be back again. Um, And because they're in the air, they're everywhere. Um, But we need to be exposed to bacteria um, for a number of reasons. Um, Now, some bacteria are harmful um, and some are actually harmful and beneficial. So an example of a a harmful bacterium is uh, salmonella. Um, But something that you may have um, heard of, the Helicobacter pylori bacterium, is both harmful and beneficial. So it can cause stomach ulcers, but it's also involved in regulating appetite. So it's not that straightforward. So if you have um, that bacterium in your stomach, then you may be looking at um, getting getting rid of it. But it also then affects... Um, appetite regulation so it's we still have a lot to learn about it and but the more we find out the more we see how important these bacteria really are so if we look at gut bacteria there's a couple of there's quite a few roles that they play that from a nutritional point of view are important to know about Um, One of the things they do, uh, so when food gets into your stomach, uh, there are not a lot of bacteria in your stomach because it's too acidic. Um, And the further down you get into your intestinal tract, um, the more bacteria you'll find. This is why we often can use stool samples to see um, what bacteria um, you have, what your microbiome is like in your gut. Because that's the bit at the end. Um, so one of the things that we often don't realize, but gut bacteria play a really important role in breaking down food. So when food gets into your stomach, that's where the real major, the first real chopping down of your food is, but that's acid that does it, uh, and enzymes. And then when you get your food gets into your, um, intestinal tract intestines, then it's, it's enzymes and more and more, it is bacteria. And the bacteria need it to already be broken down quite far, but they do the last bit of breaking down into uh, into the, the the molecules that your your body can absorb. So if you don't have a good varied gut uh, microbiome, then that breaking down of food is not done properly. Um, they also and um, provide your gut with energy. Um, the gut needs energy to do the work it does it is it's never off it's always working um and all the cells and all the muscles they all need constant energy and the um back gut bacteria are a big provider of that they also the gut bacteria eat the, eat parts of what you um the food that gets into your intestine so they break it down into energy um, a third Uh, role of gut bacteria that many don't know about is that they actually manufacture vitamins. Um, So for example, uh, B vitamins and vitamin K. And interestingly, there are these manufactured vitamin Bs and vitamin Ks are not identical to the the vitamins that you find in food, but and but they are uh, they work the same in terms of what your how your body uses the, the vitamins, but they even have their own little transport system um, to being absorbed. So so your gut has a specific system that uh, that takes the. Um, vitamins that are that your gut bacteria produce and gets it into your body in a different system through a different system than those same vitamins coming out of your um, out of your food so it's if you have a very healthy microbiome then your body has um, absolutely no reason why you, you you would have to be vitamin b deficient for example um, it's it's quite clever um the and then Uh, then we get into more of the the immune system functions of gut bacteria. Um, For one, they break down toxins. So just as they can break down food, they can also break down toxins so that those toxins can be removed. Um, They protect against pathogens. So they are actually a little bit of of your army um, in your gut against uh, pathogens. And then the final one is that they train your immune system to recognize which bacteria to fight and which to let through. So um, if your immune system wasn't trained to do this, it would just fight every bacterium that came along. And so your immune system would be constantly fighting. Um, But it, it tells the immune system that, no, these are safe. These are not a problem. Um, These are the ones you need to fight. So very important um, role both to do with digestion and absorption of uh, key nutrients and in the functioning of your immune system. Now, imbalances in your gut bacteria can therefore, you can imagine, have quite uh, far-reaching consequences. Uh, And we know that women with endometriosis just have typically have a gut, their gut is, is out of whack. Their, their microbiome is out of whack. Um, and that can uh, contribute to a number of things. One is mood disorders. Um, so you, anxiety and depression, uh, we now more and more understand the connection between the the range of gut bacteria and mood. Um, we, uh, if you have your microbiome out of balance, you also that that in itself causes gut inflammation, and if you've been listening to any other podcast episodes, you'll know that I, I bang on a bit about um, gut inflammation. It is really a key element in many many of your endometriosis symptoms, and it and it results into an altered immune system. You can really, if you realize that. Um, uh, the gut bacteria help with protection and training of the immune system. If you don't have a, a healthy microbiome in your gut, then uh, your immune system is not trained properly and therefore it will be working not exactly the way that it should. So it, it, it responds where it shouldn't uh, or it doesn't respond where it should. Um, so it is important to have this variety of Gut bacteria, um, and uh, and to to try and reduce the ones that are that we know are uh, not beneficial and in fact are harmful, and food can play a really big part. The good thing is that the the foods that are that we talk about that are healthy are the foods that are good bacteria love: fresh fruit and vegetables, fiber, whole foods, um, mostly plant based. Uh, legumes um all those foods are re are food for your good bacteria um fermented foods um add more bacteria to your gut and also provide food for them as as it gets to your gut uh, and then if you increase the um the 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 good bacteria in the populations of the good bacteria in your gut they will change the ph which makes it really difficult for the bad bacteria to survive Um, and then if you combine that with eat not eating foods that the bad bacteria love which are your processed foods high sugar foods um uh, the, the, the foods that basically have very little fiber, very little uh, nutrient, um, nutrient, you know, low nutrient density, if you like. Um, if you remove those foods from your diet, you just starve the bacteria that are not good for your gut. Okay, so now you see, the gut bacteria do quite a bit more than just look after your immune system. They have an active role to play in your inflammation. Uh, in a good way and in a bad way. but also food can really make a difference in terms of uh, your microbiome. And if you want to improve your microbiome, that's the first, first thing to do is remove the foods that you are um, that are that that feed the bad guys. So remove all the processed foods, high sugars, um, and and start eating more of the whole food most plant-based, Um, foods to start growing those populations of the good guys right Um, hope you um, found that uh, interesting you might never look at your uh, stomach the same way again Um, but think about all those trillions of little bacteria that are really working very hard for your health Um, you wouldn't starve Uh, The workers in the world, well, these are the workers in your gut and they need the good food, the healthy food, and they will pay you back millions of times, trillions of times, in fact. All right, that's it for today. Uh, Talk to you soon. Bye. Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book a an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's an obligation-free, totally free, 30-minute uh, video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes.